This is Jedrick Wills, left tackle for the Cleveland Browns, and you're listening to the Browns Huddle Podcast. Enjoy the show. And welcome to another exciting episode of the Browns Huddle Podcast. It's Wednesday, November the 18th, and this is episode 26. This podcast is part of the Zedia Network. That's media spelled with a Z. Today, I'm joined by a very, very special guest. This man raised me. He taught me right from wrong and also introduced me to become a fanatical Browns fan. My dad, John Hand. Dad. Welcome to the Brown Subtle Podcast. Ah, well, thank you, son. And uh, uh, I told you uh, when I made you a Browns fan, you know, people ask me, are you a Browns fan? And I say, only to excess. And uh, I told you and I told uh, the rest of the, my sons and, and now my grandson, I told him, be careful. They'll break your heart. And uh, so... You know, you got to be careful because when your fans like we are, uh, you know, um, uh, but I'm telling you what, I'm looking forward, forward to the rest of this season and the rest of Stefanski because I think we finally, finally got our coach. We finally uh, got, uh, you know, we got the best tandem running backs in the NFL, and I'm just really excited about it. And you know me, I'm a defense guy. As far as I'm concerned, offense sells tickets. Defense wins championships. And uh, that's just old school. That's old school coming out in me. But uh, uh, I'm telling you what, I'm excited, excited about this Browns team. First time in... A decade. Well, I'm excited too. And there's a lot of reason to be excited about it. I mean, we're six and three. We, we, we haven't lost twice in a row this year. We've had some, some nail biters already this year and, and Hey, we're in the playoff hunt, man. We could, we, we haven't been able to say that in quite some time. So there's definitely a lot to be excited about. If you are a Cleveland Browns fan, which both you and I are. Before we get into uh, Cleveland Browns talk, though, um, we're about to get into the holiday season, starting next week with Thanksgiving. Um, Thanksgiving was always a special holiday for our family growing up. We would have Thanksgiving at grandma and grandpa's house, and we would have grandparents, great-grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, nieces, nephews. You know, like a lot of families, Thanksgiving holiday is just really a time for families to get together and just... And thank uh, God for all of our blessings. That's what Thanksgiving is all about. Yes, sir. Yeah, thank God for all of our blessings. So we've had multiple, multiple generations uh, of hand families under the same roof during Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving was always a special holiday for our family, just like... Uh, many other families in the United States. But uh, I want to talk about one particular Thanksgiving. Um, You might know where I'm going with this. I know exactly where you're going with this, son. (laughs) 
<laughs> every Thanksgiving we would play, you know, we'd, we'd eat uh, Thanksgiving lunch. We, we used to eat lunch, right? And then we would, um, we would go out and we'd play a hand family. The young bucks of the family would go out and play a game of football. And it always, it always started with flag football. We'd bring tube socks out and, and hang them out of our waist. And halfway through the first quarter, those tube socks would go to the wayside and we'd start playing tackle. But one particular year, we went out to play Thanksgiving football, and that ended with you going to the emergency room and having immediate emergency surgery. So I wanted to take just a couple minutes because I, I love the story every time that you tell it. So if you could, uh, you know, entertain the listeners with that story because it's awesome. Well, it was Thanksgiving, nineteen eighty-seven. Uh, and the reason why I know that is because your sister was born December 21st, 1987. So it was a month before she was born. And we went to grandma and grandpa's house, like you said, we always do. For some reason that year, we went out before we ate. We went out in the morning. And we would always do a pickup game. And the reason why we always started out with flag football and always end up with tackle is because the people we were playing, they'd tackle, they'd tackle, they'd do and – and I'd go, okay, all right, all right. You guys don't want to play flag football? Fine. Fine. Let's rip these flags off. Let's play tackle football. And that's what we did. Uh, and no, no helmets, no pads. No nothing, okay? Just smash mouth football. That's what I believe, uh, you know, in football. Anyway, so we're out there, and we had to go to Greenway High School uh, down the street, uh, your grandma and grandpa's house, and we had to climb fences to get into it because it was all locked up, you know, for the holidays. So we had to climb about, I don't know, two or three fences to get into it. And we got in there, and, you know, we were always going to, you know, do a pickup game. And it was always the hands against whoever else was there. Well, that year, there wasn't enough people there. And so my brother David ended up playing on the other team. And, and and also, I want to say you, you're a young man at this point. You're probably what thirty years old at this. I'm twenty eight years old. Twenty eight years old. So I, I want to, you know, I want the listeners to know that you're not old at this point. You're young in your prime. That was back in 1987. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm in my prime, <laughs> and uh, uh, about ready to have my 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 baby daughter. And so um, anyway. Uh, yeah, we, we climbed in the fence and, but there wasn't enough people to play pickup football. So we had to split it up and David played, my brother played on the other team. So, I mean, and it went the way it always did. You know, we, like you said, we'd, we'd hang socks out of our, you know, pockets and it started out with flag, but then all of a sudden, Somebody tackled somebody or something, and bing, bang, boom. Now we're playing tackle football, okay? So we were mm, 
we were getting, I mean, it was, it was getting close to lunchtime and we were trying to wrap this game up and we'd played a good game. We'd played a good game. And, uh, I, uh, uh, you know, I've always been a receiver, you know, I, all my life. Uh, if I could, if I could touch it with my fingertips, I could catch it, but I, I, I've never been a quarterback. Never. I can't, I never been a quarterback ever, but in that game, I was the quarterback. <laughs> and, uh, so we, uh, we had played the, you know, we, we, it was getting down towards where everybody was just about, about getting done. And, uh, it had been a good game, and we were on the goal line. I think you were on my team, and uh, yep. And we were on the goal line. I went in the huddle, and I called a quarterback sneak. So uh, here's where I made my mistake. Here is where I made my mistake. Instead of just following my my hike, you know, my you know my uh you know uh my hike uh and, and just follow him right in to your block you know you didn't follow your block the, the center instead yeah. of instead of instead of just taking it from the center and following the center right in as soon as i got the ball i stepped back and i knew it i knew i'd make the biggest mistake because i saw my brother out of the corner of my eye and he knew exactly what was coming. And he came and jumped oh, I mean, jumped over his line, jumped over him, and took me down so hard that I thought I cracked a rib or, or two. And so we went back to the huddle, and I said, I told I told somebody, I said, listen, when are you guys gonna play quarterback? I I, I lost my breath. I, I, I can't, I, I, I can't throw the ball right now. Uh, I can't run the ball. So somebody else can play quarterback. Well, somebody else did. And that was disaster. So we went back well, to the huddle. Well, Dave showed you the goose egg on his knee, right? And he said, well, I'm, I'm getting to that. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm getting sorry. to that. I'm Go getting ahead. to that. Don't, don't, don't rush me. I'm getting to that. So, I went back to the huddle and I said, okay, guys, uh, we need to score a touchdown right here. And, and I called the play and I called a screen play where let them in, let them come in at me, let them come in at me. And I'll just toss it over the top of them uh, to whoever's open. And they caught the ball touchdown. So we went down at the other end to kick it off. And as we're running down, I just ran to the sidelines because uh, I knew, I knew. So I'm sitting there on the sidelines, and that's when David came over to me. And he goes, hey, come on, you punk. Get out there. Come on. I go, no, seriously, man. I, I think I cracked a river or something. I think something's wrong, you know. And he goes, no, 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 look at this. Look at this. And he showed me this goose egg on his knee. And, and uh, I was looking down at that, and, and he told me later, he goes, man, when you look down at that, and you just like, went, that ain't nothing, you know, uh, you know, because, you know, I was seriously, I, I knew, I knew at that point, I was seriously hurt. 
And uh, so that ended the game. That ended the game. That was it. That was it. And so now we got to climb three fences to get out of there. So my son, Jason, <laughs> my good son, Jason, tipped over a 55-gallon trash can so and helped me climb up on top of that and tried to help me over the fence. That was the first fence. And then we had, you know, we had about three fences to climb over to get out of there. And, but it was Thanksgiving day and dinner's ready. So we went home and I told him, I said, guys, I, I can't eat. I can't eat dinner. Um, you know, you guys go ahead and eat. And they go, well, should, should we take you to the hospital? I go, no, uh, you know, it's Thanksgiving. It's going to be packed. You know, I got a cracked rib. There ain't nothing they can do about it, but take me up, send me home. I'll be fine. So I just went in the bedroom and laid down for a second. And when I laid down, man, it brought tears to my eyes. I mean, and you know me, <laughs> I'm tough. And man, when, when that happened, I said, oh, and I went back out and I said, mm, yeah, you guys need to take me to the hospital. So David and Tammy, my wife then, that was, uh, like I said, eight months ready to pop, took me to the hospital, to the emergency room at Thunderbird uh, Hospital. And uh, uh, David uh, wanted a beer, so he stopped and got a couple beers on the way down there. And so... I knew I didn't want to go in there. I, you know, I'm, I just, I knew I didn't want to go in there. So, but I went in and, uh, so anyway, they took me from the emergency room and I said, I think I got a cracked rib. And so they go, okay. So they took me in and gave me, uh, x-rays and everything. And, uh, uh, they said, nope. There's no crack ribs. They came back in to doc the doctor at that point, and they called a doctor in, and uh, he said, "No, there's there, there's no cracked ribs." And he goes, "I'm gonna have to put you through an MRI." And back then, we didn't know what an MRI was. I I never I heard of it, but they go, "Well, you, we're have to lay you down, and we're gonna put you through this tube, and we're gonna check out your whole body." And I go, "Doc, I can't lay down. You know, I, I have to set up. I can't lay down." And uh, so he goes, don't worry. And he gave me a shot. And let me tell you, I laid right down. <laughs> I laid right down. And they took me through that MRI. And they, they went out, you know, and I'm sitting in there uh, with Tammy. And the doctor comes back in. And he goes, uh, well, we're going to take you to emergency surgery right now. And. Tammy just started screaming. I mean, she, you know, she was, well, you know, and she started screaming and I go, wait, ho, 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 wait a second, doc. Wait a second. Hold it down. Hold it down. I said, wait a second. I got a couple of questions for you. And that's when, uh, AIDS was first coming out really strong. And I said, first question, I said, doc, are you any good? And he goes, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good. And I go, well, Okay, second question, how's your blood? 
have you tested your blood? Because he had told me I had lost like two thirds of my blood just spewing out of my spleen. He said, you know, your spleen's gone. It's gone. And uh, I, so I knew I was going to have to have blood. And he said, no, we've checked out all of our blood. All of our blood is good. So they took me into surgery. And then after the surgery, by then the whole family's there, you know, waiting out uh, outside of surgery. And uh, the doc comes out and he goes, who hit this kid? Who hit this kid? And Tammy goes, he did. And pointed right at David. And David is like going scrunching down in his seat like this. And he goes, let me tell you what I had to do to this guy. I had to open him up from stem to stern and take out all, everything, all this, everything, and pick pieces of his spleen out because it wasn't ruptured. It was absolutely shattered. So he's picking out pieces of my spleen <laughs> out of my body. And then he says, and I had to go back and sew up all the main veins and arteries that go through the spleen, everything like that. And he goes, but he came out of it good, came out of it good. And he goes, this is a tough kid. Well, we all knew that. Uh, but anyway, so that's that story. And uh, I'm sticking to it. That's, a, <laughs> that's an amazing story with the with a, a great outcome. I mean, we were, I, me, I remember, I don't know how old, let's see, if you were 28, then I was 12. Probably. Yeah. 12, some, 12, 13 years old. So yeah, I mean, we, we were all very concerned and um, you know, we're really shocked that your spleen was shattered. That was, <laughs> that was definitely a Thanksgiving that nobody in our family will ever, ever forget. Yeah. It's a gift that keeps on giving because <laughs> I've had, uh, another operation since then, I'm have to go in and have another surgery because uh, these hernias keep popping up along that uh, that line that they opened me up for stem stern. And I'm gonna go in and have another surgery, so uh, it's it's a gift that keeps on giving, yeah, it keeps reminding you, right? That Absolutely, happened. so but uh, it just right, so it reminds me to thank God, uh, because I could have I could have laid there and bled to death, uh, and not even known it thinking I had a cracked rib. So, you know, with Thanksgiving coming up, I thank God uh, for letting me get to that emergency room and getting the right doctor and getting everything done. And I'm still here to talk to you today. Absolutely. That, that, you know, that Thanksgiving is the time that we all should do that. You know, there's so many things that we could be thankful for. And there's a lot of things in this world right now that we can point to and, and not feel so good about, but, but there's a lot that everybody has, uh, has to be thankful for. So that's what this time of year is for. And I think it's so fitting that you're joining the Brown Settle podcast this week, dad. So, all right, that was back in 1987. I re how old were you when you became a Browns fan? Cause I'll be honest with you. I've been thinking a lot about this. I, I don't ever remember. And I remember far back. I don't ever remember you not being a Browns fan. 
Well, in uh, 1972, my father moved our family out here because he had asthma and going into emphysema, and he was dying in, uh, in Southern Illinois. So we moved out here, and when we were back in Southern Illinois, we were Cardinal fans. I mean, they were St. Louis Cardinals back then. And we were Cardinal fan. I, I saw. I used to watch Jim Hart. You, you ever heard of a guy named Eric Metcalf, Jason? I have. I watched his dad, Terry Metcalf, that ran for the St. Louis Cardinals way back then. And uh, uh, we were Cardinals fans back there. And But then we moved out here, and there was no team. And it took me a couple of years. It took me a couple of years because I didn't just want to pick a team, you know. But then I found Brian Sipe, Sam Ritigliano, Pruitt and Pruitt, and the Cardiac Kids. And I said, this is the brand of football I love. And uh, I picked them out. It's probably about... I don't know, you were born in 75. I probably picked them out in probably about, it's between 75, 76, something like that, right around when you were born. Uh, uh, I, I picked them out. And uh, you know me, uh, I'm not a bandwagoner. I don't change. And uh, that's my team. And uh, it will always be my team. And uh, Go Browns. And, and it's really funny because, I mean, you, you and I, we've never lived in Ohio. We've never lived in Cleveland. But every time we visit there, it seems like a second home. At least it does. It really does. Me. Every time I go to that city, and I just, I just love the city of Cleveland. I love everything about it. I love the people there. You know, on Twitter, I've gotten to know a lot of Browns fans, and I kind of see how they live. And I just love that. I mean – Ohioans are just, they're hardworking people, and that's what we are. Blue-collar, hardworking people. And that's what the Cleveland Browns are. They are a blue-collar team. We don't have no cheerleaders. We don't have no, it's just smash-mouth football. That's what I love. Absolutely. Well, when, you know, now when you want to watch a game, it's very easy. You just go to a, a viewing site, and we'll get into that in just a minute. Or you get the direct TV NFL Sunday ticket, which I get. Now there's a lot more streaming options out there for the, for the NFL fans to watch their favorite football team. Back then in the 80s, you didn't have any of that. So how, how did you keep up with the Browns back then? I mean, were they on TV a little more? Uh, or did you go to a sports bar? Or how did you keep up with them? Um, when they were on TV... Uh, you know, because I watch the NFL every Sunday. I propped your little sister up next to me, and her first two words were daddy and football. And uh, uh, when the Browns were on, I I'd watch them. But I had six kids sitting around my table. So I just couldn't just go out to a viewing site, you know, whenever I wanted to. Uh, so, uh, but I would once in a while, I'd go to a viewing site. But most of the time, it was just keeping up with them um, while I'm watching. Uh, when, when they were on the TV and when, um, um, you know, when, uh, you know, uh, like 
at the end of Sunday night, at the end of night, at Sunday night, they used to have the wrap up. And so we got to see highlights of the game and I got to see them. And, uh, basically that was all I got back then. I remember running out to the driveway every Monday morning and getting the, the newspaper and checking the box score and, and, you know, who did what. And that's how I followed a lot of teams. And like you said, when the Browns were on, which back then they were, they were a playoff team. So, I mean, they were on TV a lot more than they are today. And we, we would get to watch them. So right. I was just wanting to, to get your insight on that. Let me ask you this. What is your all time greatest memory of being a Browns fan? Well, we talked about this before. And, uh, you know, uh, the time we, that you and I went to Cleveland, uh, <laughs> that was, ah, we went there for Monday night football. We went up there Saturday, went to the Hall of Fame, Partied in Cleveland for the whole weekend. Went and bought chicken. Went to the tailgating. That was a that was excellent, excellent. And but there's you know there's several times you know I mean when I went to San Diego when I was president of the uh, uh, the club in uh, that I had in uh, uh, Huntington Beach. We uh, they were uh, playing uh, in San Diego, and we went to San Diego. They closed down SeaWorld just for the Cleveland Brown fans. We won that game. We won that game, and they closed down SeaWorld just for the Cleveland Brown fans. And then you and I got to go meet Brian Sipe, have lunch with Brian Sipe. Those kind of things, uh, you know, but the games that you and I went to, Jason, uh, and stood behind the stadium as the guys would come out and get on the bus, man, we've got all the – I mean, we, we got all the – I mean, anybody that would come over to us and give us their autographs, we'd get it. We got Bruce Arians' autograph. Yeah, we sure do. Yeah, when he was the offensive coordinator. When he was right? the offensive coordinator at Cleveland Browns. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, we, uh, you know, uh, all the memories, but I, I gotta say that weekend that I spent with you <sighs> up there, Cleveland, <laughs> it don't get no better than that, son. That was, that was awesome. Uh, you know, and, uh, you know, you did a, uh, tape with a guy where, you know, you did your impersonations, uh, and you and I, you know, I'm Mick, and 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 you're Rocky, and I'm Sling Blade. Uh, but by the time, by the time we were walking back after the game, my voice was so hoarse, I couldn't do but Sling Blade. You know, yeah, you do a, you do a hell of a Sling Blade. I do, I do. <laughs> You, you got any fresh fried taters back there? <laughs> what a great time we had in Cleveland. I mean, the tailgating, um, you know, like you said, we went and pot, I don't know, 10 packs of chicken and, and, you know, brought the grill in the back of the truck and just partied with Browns fans in the Muni lot. So, yeah, we did. Yeah. 
Yeah, we did. Well, you, you've also been involved with, and we're going to get into, in just a couple minutes, we're going to get into the Houston Texans versus Browns, the victory uh, this past Sunday. We're going to talk a little bit about the Philadelphia Eagles game this com- coming Sunday because it's very important. But first, I want to talk about uh, Browns backers. You've been involved with the Browns backers since I can remember. You, you're a president of a Browns viewing site currently at Big Daddy Sports Bar in Phoenix. Um, if, if, if any Browns fans are in the Phoenix area on Sundays, you can go to Big Daddy's on North Cave Creek Road. You can look that up at www.bigdaddiesaz.com. You can also give them a phone call at 602-861-1034. But you were the, you're the president there. And how many Browns fans do you have show up at Big Daddy's every Sunday? Now, I know this year is a little different with COVID, but on a normal Sunday, um, like you know, on, on Nora Sunday, because uh, like you say, this year has been, uh, it's been a tough year, but we have, you know, um, we, we packed the place, uh, you know, 90, 90 or, you know, we've counted 90 to a hundred, uh, barking dog fans in there. And, uh, it's called Phoenix North. Cleveland Browns bar. And the reason why see, I named it. I'm the founding father of this, of this club. And I named it like that because AFC North is the division we play in. So I named it Phoenix North Cleveland Browns bar. It's all in the name. It's all in the name. And let me tell you something. They anybody that comes comes there, they have a fantastic. We get people in from Cleveland. We acknowledge them when they're coming in from Cleveland. We get people that go back to Cleveland and send us stuff. Uh, it's phenomenal. Uh, it's a place where if you're coming in, I don't care where you're from. If you're a Cleveland Brown fan, you need to go to Big Daddy's. Uh, that is, that's the spot. And, uh, you know, uh, you want to talk about barking dogs, you know, here we go, brownies, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Not only do you guys have a good time in there, but you also are into raising money for charity. Uh, what, what charity is this viewing site raising money for this year? Well, um, uh, we, we, you know, you know about me, I'm about the kids, you know, and when I was vice president of that group in Tidewater, uh, you know, the Tidewater Cleveland Browns backers, we gave to, uh, Children's Hospital of King's Daughters. Uh, but I'm always about the kids, man. Kids, that's what it's all about for me. So out here, uh, our charity is Phoenix Children's hospital well that's that's a that's a great charity dad i know you're very passionate about that too i am i'm very passionate about it yeah you you every time we talk you bring up something about the the children's hospital charity so um so that's all good well let me ask you this big daddy i mean i haven't met him before i haven't even talked to him on the phone but does he take care of our browns fans on sunday when they when they go to watch the game absolutely absolutely and he throws a party for us every year 
uh, Brown's fans appreciation party. Uh, and he, and he, uh, uh, when the Browns uh, score a touchdown, he's got shot specials. Uh, and he's got food specials. And, uh, yeah, no, he takes really good care of the Cleveland Brown fans. Well, very good. So you hear that, um, Brown Settle podcast listeners, go to Big Daddy's if you're in the Phoenix area for Cleveland Brown Sunday. They're on North Cave Creek Road. You can look that up on the internet. Just Google Brown's viewing site, Big Daddy's. They'll come right up. You, they also have a website, www.bigdaddiesaz.com. All right, so let's get into some Browns football talk, Dad. I mean, man, they're six and three right now. There are six and three. I know. Um, we we are in the right in the middle of a playoff hunt. We're not like, uh, you know, seventeen ways that we're not eliminated yet. No, we're right in the thick of things, and we haven't been able to say that since two thousand seven, I think. Uh, but the last time we made the playoffs was two thousand two, so we're talking eighteen years ago. This is a, a long time coming, and here we are. We're in contention of a playoff berth, so Jason, I, 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 I'm losing you. I'm not hearing you. Okay, well I can hear you, so I think we're good. Oh, okay. Our journey to January continues this coming Sunday, home versus the Eagles. What are some things that really impresses you about this Cleveland Browns football team this year? Here's what impresses me: next man up. They, I mean. We have been riddled with injuries, riddled with injuries. Offs- uh, you know, offense, defense, especially our defense. And there's always the next guy up. And because we have a talented team, we really do. We really do. We got a blue collar team. And we play in a division that is the toughest division in the NFL, as far as I'm concerned. Um, You know, we got Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Both of those are Super Bowl-quality teams. One of them could go to the Super Bowl this year. And we play them twice a year. Every, every season we play them twice a year. They are, I mean, that is, I mean, no slouches. And so for us to be able to play in that division, it just prepares us for when we are, like right now, in the playoff hunt. You know, you can't go to the playoffs by, by winning mediocre games. You have to go, to, go there ready to play football you know and and no excuses that's what i love about football you know baseball you know you got series you got all that kind of stuff no with, with football you got 16 weeks best best uh, record wins they go to the playoffs and then you know you win you move on you lose you go home and you watch it with the rest of us that's what I love about football. No excuses, nothing. And people get hurt, 
that's football next man up. And uh, uh, that's what I love about this Cleveland Brown team. And like I said, we have finally got the coach that I want. I love Stefanski. I love him. And Baker, um, you know, I love him too. I do. I do. I love him. But Chubb and uh, Hunt and Hooper, uh, I mean, this team is just it, – it's that's what I like. It's, it's it, run the ball, run the ball. It ain't all about passing, 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 pass. You know, no, no. It's about running the ball and then Chubb, what he did last week, not trying to pad his uh, stats. He ran out of bounds at the one-yard line instead of going in for the touchdown. That is a Cleveland Brown. That is a guy that has a huge heart that is not looking to pad his stats. He's looking for a win. Because what if he went in and scored a touchdown and scored, uh, you know, padded his stats with another touchdown? Well, then, you know, um, you know, we got to kick a field goal. Uh uh, and then kick off, somebody gets hurt. You know, I mean, let's just end the game right now with a win and have Baker come out there and kneel a couple times. Game over. I love you, Chubb. You're the man. This is the difference. You, you, you know, you're an old school football fan, right? I hear on Twitter a lot, you know, because we have a divide there. A lot of fans like us to pass the ball, and they're really hard on Baker uh, because he's not passing the ball a lot. Um, but you're you're an old school fan. You like to see us run the ball, pound the ball with the run, and you like to see a good defense. Whereas some of the newer fans, they like to see a lot of passing. And don't get me wrong, everybody loves Chubb and and Kareem Hunt to rub run the ball. But a lot of fans like to see Baker pass more. In your opinion. Do you see Baker Mayfield as our franchise quarterback moving on into the future? Yes. Yes, I do. Um, I had my doubts. I really did. I had my doubts. But if, if, if Stefanski, which he will, if he'll – you know, uh, play this game uh, according to Baker's uh, qualities and what Baker does best. And with the running team, and and let's you know, let us you know, uh, we are a running team. That's that we are you know, and that's why look, we are smash mouth football. Next draft has to be all defense. It has to be. It has to be, but to answer your question, yes. Baker is our franchise quarterback. Well, very good. You know, we, this was an interesting game um, this past Sunday. Can you hear me? Am I, is, is the volume on your phone not up? The volume on my phone's up. I don't know why I'm not hearing you. Can, can you hear uh, me okay? 
Okay, we'll we'll just keep on going. Yeah, keep on going. I'm just holding okay. it up to my ear. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. All right. So so this past this past Sunday uh, against the Houston Texans, I'm you know some fans thought it was a snooze fest. I was thinking about you during this game because I was like, Dad loves this game. This is Dad's type of game. Low scoring, smash smash mouth football, running. I mean, we we rushed for over 200 yards, 100 yards apiece for Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. We haven't done that since 1966, right? So I know that you were loving it. Tell tell me your initial thoughts about this past game against the Houston Texans. Well, um, now we did have, you know, uh, Mack and Viner. They were 1,000-yard runners, both of them. Well, no, I mean, uh, in, in, the, in, the, in one game, we had two running backs rush for over 100 yards. Oh, we oh, 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 yeah, okay. Yeah, we, I, yeah, we haven't okay. had that since 1966. Yes, yes. Well, uh, this, this last game, our defense, man, they just stepped up. They absolutely, they just stepped up. And uh, they kept uh, – they're, you know, they got good running backs. They've got, you know, J.J. Watt on defense. Uh, their quarterback is a running, throwing quarterback. We kept him under control. Yes, uh, defense stepped up. And it was sure good to have Chubb back on the field. Uh, he, like I said, and I will not, I will not, ever stand down from this chubb is the best running back in the nfl he is that's all there is to it and we have the best tandem in the nfl uh and i love that but what i liked was when we had to pass man there was landry there was haskins uh i mean uh, you know when when they need to step up, they step up. And Again. Baker comes through with the pass and bing, bang, boom. Now we win the game. It, it was very easy to see Kevin Stefanski's game plan going into this game. Their first possession, all right? So their first drive, the Cleveland Browns' first drive, they had Chubb, Chubb, Landry, Chubb again, Higgins, Chubb, Hunt, Higgins with an incomplete pass, Hunt with a big gainer, Hunt with the reception, and then Hunt again, and it ended with a field goal. So on that first drive, we had seven, seven running plays, four to Nick Chubb and three to Kareem Hunt, and we had four passing plays, one to Landry, two to Higgins, he, and then one to Hunt. So it, it's easy to see what, what Kevin Stefanski wants to do with this offense. He, we know the strength of our team is our run, run style offense, right? And our defense just has to contain the other team. So guess what? All other 31 teams know what we're trying to do. So the question is, can they stop us? Because we know what we're doing. They know what we're doing. The question is, can they stop our run offense? Well, um, they can try. <laughs> uh, but here's the deal. Uh, you know, uh, JJ Watt didn't have all that great of a game. He didn't have that all that great of a game. And, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, I'll tell you, no, 
Um, they cannot see. We've got a really good line right now, uh, you know, and we've had problems with that too. But we got a good front line. Gives Baker plenty of time, um, and gives him protection. And this uh, bye week couldn't have come at a better time. Could not have come at a better time. We need to heal up and get ready to come back. And I'm telling you, the Browns are back. Uh, and uh, uh, <laughs> Stefanski, uh, wow. Love the guy. Um, I wasn't sure about him calling the plays. But whatever he decides to do, he's the head coach. You do it. And uh, I will support him every inch of the way. But like I said, uh, yes. Um, um, yeah, running the ball and, and our team, uh, it, it is. Uh, we, we're ready for the playoff run. We are. We are. Whether we're going as a wild card, you know, because they added a, uh, you know, another team to the playoffs this year. So whether we go as a wild card or, and I, I've seen it several times, even before they added this. Like I said, we come from, a, a, you know, a, 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 that division. I've seen three teams go out of that division to the playoffs several times. Now, you can look it up. Because uh, I, you know, I, I don't know exactly, I mean, but I've seen it happen at least two or three times. I've seen three teams come out of this division to the playoffs. And uh, so, anyway, um, yes, I think uh, this team is, uh, they're ready for the playoffs. Uh, you know, uh, here, here, here's the thing, Jason. I don't predict anything, Okay. I don't predict nothing. What I'm saying is I want to see nine games first. That's what I want to see first is nine games. That would be the first winning season I've seen in a long time. That's what <laughs> I want to see. Time. Nine games first. Nine wins. And then let's move on from there and see where it takes us. But we're three games away from nine and our schedule we play you know and we're going to talk about that you know but i'm telling you I, there's three games there that can be won by the cleveland browns right let's talk about miles garrett you know in the in the first quarter houston had a fourth and goal all right it's it's three to nothing at this point houston has a fourth and goal Watson, you just mentioned he's dangerous with his arm and, and his legs, but he was stuffed. He was sacked by Miles Garrett. It was a monster play. In my opinion, it was one of the game changers of this game. What, what are your thoughts about Miles Garrett and what he's done so far for the Cleveland Browns? He's a game changer. Like you just said, he's an absolute game changer. You know, people, you know, I'll be sitting in, in the bar watching the game and, other people that be saying, ah, he's overrated. He's overrated. And I go, wait a second, watch. And then, bing, 
<laughs> Next thing you know, he's he's sacked or or he's scooped up a a quarterback fumble while he was tackling him or making. I mean, I, this guy is a game changer. He is awesome. I love Miles Garrett. What a great pickup we got with Miles Garrett. And he learned his lesson. If you rip the guy's helmet off, fling it. Don't hit him with it. Fling it. Okay? And, uh, uh, you know, he's a, he's a, just a really good guy. They say, in the, you know, he's a really mild-mannered guy uh, is what they say. But you put him on the field, he gets mean, and that's what we need. We need to get mad dog mean. <laughs> mad dog mean. There you go. The old uh, – uh, is that a Clint Eastwood reference? Yes, sir. <laughs> Clint Eastwood reference. That outlaw Josie Outlaw Wales. Josie Wales. All right, so um, moving into the third quarter, um, there are two drives that I was very impressed with with the Cleveland Browns offense. In the third quarter, the drive, the first drive that I'm talking about, uh, Jedrick Wills starts the drive with a false start penalty, makes it first and 15. Baker Mayfield hits Rashard Higgins on a third and 18, probably his best pass of the game to the sidelines. Do you remember that? And Higgins toasted yes, it and it. And uh, we got a first down there. Then after that, Hooper gets a holding call and makes it first and 20. And the offense chipped away all the way down to third and eight. And a pass interference call on Higgins made it a first down. And then Chubb took over. He had two 11-yard runs in a row. And he finished the drive with a nine-yard touchdown. And the Cleveland Browns go up 10 to nothing at that point. That was an awesome drive to me. That was, and there's two of them that I, that we're going to talk about. But what did you think about that drive? Because you know, usually when you have penalties like that, it's it's a it's a drive stopper. But that's not what happened. Baker made that third down and third and eighteen pass to Higgins, and overcame it. And then Hooper with the with the other holding call, we overcame that. So we overcame two big penalties to score a touchdown on that drive. What were your thoughts? Well, um, my thoughts are uh, that uh, Higgins and Baker have a special bond. They really do. Higgins is an excellent, excellent receiver. And Baker trusts him and will put it up there. And, man, you saw it. Got the two feet in there. I mean, I'll tell you, it was a thing of beauty. It was a thing of beauty. And Hooper, you know, you, you talk about Hooper getting that, that, but later on he redeemed himself for that. Cut a great pass. Uh, I love Hooper. I love Hooper. Man, I, I do. I love Hooper. But anyway, uh, yes. Uh, that was, that was Stefanski not getting crazy. That was Baker not getting, you know, uh, rattled. That was us doing what we needed to do 
to turn this thing around. And we did it. And that just shows the quality of the team that we've got. All right. That was a fantastic drive. The next drive, the, the last drive of the game, uh, if you remember, Houston, the Houston Texans, Romeo Crunel, the, the ex-Browns coach, he, he whittled away all his timeouts. He didn't have any timeouts. He couldn't stop the clock. We get the ball. All right, the Browns, uh, the Houston Texans punted the ball to us. We muffed the punt. We start the drive at the two or three yard line. It yes, was deep. two or three it yard deep. line. Yes, two or three yard line. Hunt runs the ball. Great. Um, you know, at the two minute warning, Chubb seals the victory. You'd mentioned this earlier, how unselfish that play was. But, but the, the, the Browns were able to milk the clock with the last possession with five minutes to go. Houston didn't have any timeouts. They couldn't stop the clock. But that was coupled with, I mean, you're talking starting to drive at the two-yard line. They were able to run the ball down and, and seal the victory with that long Chubb run. And you already said what you thought about that. But what did you think about that drive, man? I mean, Baker kneeling in uh, victory formation was just an awesome sight. I loved when Chubb ran out of bounds. I, I've ne- you know, I don't think I've ever seen Baker kneel. I don't think, I, I don't think I've seen him do that to win a game. I don't think I've ever seen it. And uh, I'll tell you what, like I said before, Chubb's the best running back in the NFL. He is. I don't care what anybody says, Chubb is the best running back in the NFL. And the way he, I mean, nobody, and Hunt, man, he don't stop. I mean, he's got he's got his back to him, and they're trying to attack, and he's just feet are still grinding it out, grinding it out, and he's pushing them back. He's pushing like three or four players back, pushing it. I'm, I'm telling you, I mean, it was awesome. It was awesome to watch, and 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 then to have you know to have Chubb make that last run like he did. Huh. He's a Cleveland Brown, and uh, uh, I'm proud of my team. I was proud watching them. Uh, you know, we don't cheat. We don't uh, – uh, we just play football. We just play football, and uh, uh, that's what it's all about uh, with Cleveland Browns, and uh, that's what I love about my Cleveland Browns and your Cleveland Browns. And uh, uh, I'm telling you, I want to see nine. And then I'll tell you what, after nine, who knows? But that last run, that last drive that you were talking about, that was absolutely (laughs) – I mean, the whole place was barking. They were just jumping up and down. I was jumping up and down. And then when Nick took that ball and broke loose, and he's running down the sidelines, and I'm like going, here we go, here he goes, here he goes, here he goes, he's going, boom. And then other people, they're like going, why did he do that? You know, I had to explain to people why he did that, why he jumped out of bounds at the one year. Why didn't he make the touchdown? Well, I had to explain it to him. It was selfless. He was thinking of the team. He was thinking of the win and thinking of his team instead of thinking about his stats. 
what a great uh, and Stefanski. That's the kind of team he's building. Is that kind of team right there? But like you say, to answer your question, that last drive was absolutely. Uh, <laughs> woo! We were uh, we were hooting and hollering and going crazy uh, as that was going on. Yeah, I mean that that probably was the drive of the game, right? Nick Chubb finished with 19 carries, 126 yards, 6.6 yards per carry, and a touchdown. Kareem Hunt finished the day with also 19 carries, 104 yards, 5.5 yards per carry. Uh, he didn't find the end zone, but hey, you know, 104 yards rushing, I'll, I'll take that any day. Uh, like I'd mentioned before, they both rushed for over 100 yards. We haven't seen that in, uh, since 1966. And if they repeat that performance this week against the Philadelphia Eagles, they will have made history because no Cleveland Browns running back tandem has ever done that before in NFL in, in our history of the Cleveland Browns. So let's get into the to the Eagles game. What are your keys to victory against the Philadelphia Eagles? I don't know how much time you've had to look at that, but what, what do you think we need to do to beat this Eagles team? Because to make the playoffs goes through Philly first. Of course, it's in Cleveland, but we, we have to face the Philadelphia Eagles first. Yeah. Well, it goes to, you know, uh, Philadelphia is an NFC team. So, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's got to go through Cleveland, uh, you know. I, I just but, mean it's, at, it's the, at home. Um, That's all I meant. Yeah, I, I yeah, exactly. It's at home. It's at home. Yeah. 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 And that's a good thing. Did you see the fans in there? And uh, the vice president of our club is going to be there uh, this weekend. Uh, Doug uh, brings back a victory, brother. He uh, – uh, what Stefanski, uh, you know, uh, he's got to do exactly with Philadelphia exactly what we did with – Texas, we got to run the ball, man. And, you know, um, you know, it, it, I don't care if they know it's coming. Uh, you know, it, you know, we got two of them back there. And then we've got, we got some other running backs that are excellent. And then we've got some tight ends that are excellent. We don't have to fling the ball down the field. We don't have to do that. We need to uh, run the ball and our defense has to step up once again. They do. They have got to step up once again. Is Wentz going to be back or no? Yeah, Wentz is playing. Yeah. Yeah, and he, he's a good quarterback, man. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, our defense has to step up again. And uh, – uh, you know, uh, we got to run the ball, short passes, not long passes, short passes. Uh, and, um, um, like I said, Baker, um, uh, you know, if he's got a hole, he needs to run like he did this week. I mean, but slide, don't get hurt. But if everybody's covered, Run the ball, Baker. Run the ball. You did it this week, you know. Uh, but it's going to be, it's going to be, um, you know, a yard at a time, five yards at a time, 
four yards at a time. You know, it's not going to be first downs, first downs, first downs. It's not going to be that way. And uh, um, we're not going to beat Philadelphia like that. We're going to beat Philadelphia with our tandem. We have, we have to beat them with, with what we've got, which is it's awesome. And our defense has to step up, and that's what's going to win the game for us. Yeah, the Browns so far this year are plus four in turnovers. Eagles are minus seven in turnovers. So that's a, that's a telling st- statistic right there. To me, we have to shut down their run and force Carson Wentz to pass the ball. The Eagles are ranked 27th in the league in passing. And like I said, are minus seven in turnovers. So our secondary, they have to step up in this one because Wentz, he's a hot and cold guy, right? I mean, he'll light yes, you on he fire is. one game and then disappear the next. But exactly, uh, we can't afford to have him be on fire this week. So our secondary has to step up. And to your point, like you said earlier, we have to run, 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 and run some more. We are ranked fourth in rushing, and we're going up against a team that's ranked 26th in stopping the run. So we have to take advantage of that stat, right? I mean, they're, they're I not agree 100. And like we talked about earlier, Jason, um, Miles Garrett. Uh, he needs to introduce himself to uh, Wentz. He needs to introduce himself, and uh, times, and then and, uh, yeah, and then re uh, reintroduce himself. You know, uh, you know, uh, yes, I. That's what I. You know, I'm always streaming that. You know, you know me. I'm always streaming at the TV. Miles, introduce yourself, and he will. Miles will introduce himself. Even though, and see, we've got, we've got also some other guys, you know, that, that they're good, but not to the caliber of Miles Garrett. But if they're triple and double and triple team in Miles Garrett, then that gives other guys, you know, holes. So, yes, yes, Miles Garrett, the defense needs to step up. And, uh, you know, we need to run the ball. Short passes, no long passes, not get crazy, no trick plays. I don't see any more than trick plays. They don't work for us. We, uh, you know, we just got to play uh, solid football. It's going to be a fun game. And, and the Browns, you hate to say that this is must win, but we are in that territory where every game is a must win for the Cleveland Browns. I don't think nine and seven gets us into the playoffs. I don't. And I know you don't like to look too far ahead, but nine and seven ain't going to get it done. And honestly, 10 and six is not a guarantee, right? I mean, so it starts right now. We have to win the games we're supposed to, supposed to win. I believe we're supposed to win this game. Um, you know, the Eagles are, are, you know, they're a decent team. I mean, I think they're better than what their record is. I don't want to say they're decent, but they're better than what their record is. This is a trap game, but I don't think the Browns are going to take them lightly. I really don't. I think Stefanski is going to have them focused, mentally prepared to play our game. And um, I I think we're going to win this. I really do. I think it's going to be like 28 to 17, something like that. Browns will win 28, 17. That's my prediction. Well, here, here, here's what I think, Jason. And, and like you said, Stefanski's going to have this team ready to play football, okay? And um, 
you know, with, with our running attack, that's what we got to do, man. Like I said, you know, I can't stress that enough. We've got to, we've got to do that. And I didn't know the stats you told me about Philadelphia. I didn't know that, but, um, uh, our, uh, secondary. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, Ward has got, you know, and, and I don't know when Greedy Williams is going to be back. Um, I, or if he's going to be back, I don't know. Is he going to be back? Well, he's on IR right now. Um, yeah. I, yeah. He, he, he might come back later on, but I definitely, he's not a guy that we should count on. Even if he does. No, he won't back. be there this week. No, but no, he uh, won't be there this week. No, not, no, he won't be there this week, but even if he does come back uh, to me, that greedy Williams is someone that I'm looking at probably next year, you know, Let's yeah. see what he does next year, but. But yeah, our secondary man, uh, you know, that's that's the key right there, because if 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 our defensive line can get in Carson Wentz's face, get in his face, and he throws, you know, throws, you know, you know, that's what we got to do. We got to stay in that guy's face all the time, and then our secondary will step up, get interceptions. Or Miles Garrett will sack him and get a fumble. And 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 here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's what I'm gonna predict. Yeah, I'm gonna make a prediction here. Okay, I'm ready. Our defense is gonna score one of our touchdowns this uh, one uh, this game. We're gonna get a defensive touchdown this game. Do you have a player who you think's gonna do that? I think. Um, I think, um, uh, you know, Miles Garrett will cause the ball to fumble uh, with him sacking uh, Wentz, and the ball will come out. I don't think it's going to be a pick six. I think it's going to be a fumble. And whoever's there to pick it up, uh, you know, um, Obajobi. You know, whoever is going to be there to pick that ball up is going to score uh, a defensive touchdown. All right. Well, I'll, I'll be looking forward to that for sure. <laughs> hey, you know, like I said, we're, we're plus four in turnovers this year. Our, our, our defense has not been turning the ball over lately. So this is a, a, a chance, an opportunity for them to get back right. You know, and, and the Eagles, they turn over the ball. They're minus seven in turnovers. That's a big number. So, you know, we're, there's definitely opportunities there. I mean, their, their offense, let's see, I have it right here. Their offense is um, 27th in total offense, 331 yards per game. They're 27th in passing, 209 yards a game. They're 10th ranked in rushing at 122 yards per game. So, to me – what we have to do, I mean, what that stat tells me is we have to stop the run. You know, um, who, who, who's their running back? Miles Sanders. We have to stop the running back, uh, stop the run, and then put the ball in, in uh, Carson Wentz's hands and force him to make mistakes. Like you said, if our defensive line can get in there, create chaos, put hands in his face, pressure him, he will make the mistakes, and that's what I'm looking for this week. And then on the offensive side of the ball, we just need to pound that rock run the ball, milk clock. Um, 
all, you know, turn those possessions into touchdowns and field goals. And if we do that, we're going to win this ball game. Yeah. And, uh, uh, like you were saying, uh, and I, uh, you know, I agree with you. All the rest of the games are must win. They are, they're must win. I mean, we can't, we can't go into any game thinking we can lose this game. You know, uh, you know, the Steelers and, and, and Baltimore, you know, that's going to be tough. So we got to win the rest of them. You know, I mean, we can't count on beating the Steelers or Baltimore, but we got to win the rest of them. Got to win the rest of them. Uh, and like you said, I don't know that nine and seven, I don't think I'm agreeing with you. I don't think nine and seven will take us there. And I'm not saying I'm looking for a nine and seven. I'm just saying I want to see nine first. Then let's move on to 10, 11, you know, uh, let's move on to that. Uh, but I want to see nine first. So that's three wins that we got to get, got to get. And, uh, I'm with you. I think every game is a must win from here on out. Jason It is a must win. There's no, we can't take anything lightly. And, uh, you know, like I've always said, any given Sunday, any given Sunday, so you can't take any game and take it lightly, you know, because any given Sunday, <laughs> you don't know what, you know, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, every game is a must win as far as I'm concerned, because we are, Jason, for the first time since they came, I mean, in a decade, we're in a playoff hunt. Well, here we go. This uh, next three weeks is important. We got Philly at home this week. Then we move on to Jacksonville the following week, and then we're off to Tennessee. So that's our next three games. Philadelphia, well, that's the three Jacksonville, games. and Tennessee. They're a must win. That'll get us to our nine. There we go. Those Race three games will get us to our nine. Race to nine. And then we move on from there. Move you know. on from there. Well, Dad, this was a lot of fun. I, you know, we're, we're about out of time, but uh, I want to thank you so much for coming on this podcast and, and, and just talking with me. We drank a couple beers together virtually, so that was, that was a lot of fun. Usually in this part of the episode, I'll, I'll give you a chance to plug yourself where, you can, where people can find you, but you don't really have a social media footprint, right? I mean, you're not on Twitter or anything like that. No, um, no. I'm on I, Facebook. I guess- um, you know, but, uh, you know, I, I, no, they, the only way they really track me, come to big daddies and, uh, you won't have any trouble. You won't have any problem finding me, uh, <laughs> you know, come to big daddies or, um, uh, get on our website. We're redoing We're in the middle of redoing our website right now. It'll be back out probably next week. Uh, but, uh, get on our website uh, Phoenix North Cleveland Browns bar. And, uh, that's our website. That's how you can get a hold of me and I can talk back to you. Well, there you go. This was so much fun, dad. Thanks so much for coming on the show. And well, we thanks for having me, son. I've been looking forward to it all day long. Uh, you're my favorite Browns reporter. 
Well, I always tell dad, you know, I, I, re, I report, I do a Browns podcast and I report on Cleveland Browns news, but they didn't hire me. They don't know I'm doing it, but I'm glad to do it anyway. Yeah, well, you're the best. They better <laughs> hire you. They better hire you. You're the best. You're the best out there. You're better than Mary Kay. You're better than any of them. So come on. Well, thanks so much, Dad. Let's end the, end the show with Go Browns. One, two, three. Go Browns! Go Browns! <laughs>